0: Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk, Step It. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So, download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. I'm Aaron part of the trio and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's what we've learned, sometimes it's what we've struggled with. But the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, it's week 2 of Q&A while we're on holiday break. So this week we're Answering your questions about the best thing a WW leader has ever said to us, what brought us to WW and how long we've been on Weight Watchers, but so much more. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hey there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I am Aaron. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, it is joyous to be with you. (laughs) Did (laughs) you look how I rolled that out? I love it. I feel like this is the only time of year where I can roll out the word joyous like that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like <laughs> she's in a mood. There, now it's like, oh,
1: it's part of the holidays. Let's love it.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm roll. I'm I'm going to keep using that at least until December thirty first at eleven fifty nine fifty nine p.m. Okay. You can stop using it
1: if you, when you take down your tree. So, yeah. Austria, Ooh, that's, that's a hint.
0: I didn't even put a tree up. I don't need like I don't even have time because I can barely do my own laundry. If I and I have flowers that die in my room and sit for forever, why in the world would I purposely put myself through the drama? I have someone else who decorates and I will cheer her on. God bless my mother.
1: Well, and I have a two year old and everyone is so very upset with me because I refuse to put a tree up because he's taking everything and throwing it at the TV. And I'm like, we'll go visit Christmas trees. We'll go to other people's houses, but I'm not doing it because it's just for my mental health. You guys can
2: come see mine. Yeah, You have a tree? I do. It's, you know, it's an artificial tree. It's what I'm used to. It's small. It's not one of those really tall ones. So, you know, from some angles, it looks kind of like the Charlie Brown tree. But you know what? It's mine. And it's. Beautiful. That's and you're crazy. better than than both of us.
1: That one. Just so, different.
0: Well, look, we've already unofficially kicked off the Real WW Talk Q&A episode with that. Dive right in. <laughs> so today, today we are just taking, we're careening into the new years, basically what's happening. So we are taking your questions for us. And we're gonna answer them. So you know what? I know Christmas like was over yesterday, but we still have like this this week, this time, right? Um. So uh, this is a question from Charlotte, and she said, "What is your favorite Christmas movie?" Let's let's do that. Do you have a favorite? I have two.
1: So I grew up on Home Alone. Like that was my. I don't know when I whenever I went to my grandmother's house, all the cousins we would watch Home Alone. So every Christmas and not the second or third one, like they, they lost, they lost me with that. Like it was okay. the first one that I have to watch with Macaulay Culkin. And my second is the, a Christmas story. I am just, you'll shoot your eye out kid. And yep. the tongue, like all of that, when it's on TBS on repeat all day long, mm-hmm. I'm the mm-hmm. one who's
2: watching it. So. Okay. Ricky, what's yours? Oh gosh. I, I want to say three, but I can't. Um, so. <laughs> i will say home alone obviously is a classic i'm just gonna list the other two really quickly because i i feel like christmas is not christmas without home alone but i really love um scrooge i I just love the story it's like the ultimate redemption and like happy ending story and person changing but my new favorite is love actually (laughs) i like i mean that movie i can't I can't, like, <laughs> Candace is crying over there. Like, all the different love stories and people and how the, the connections. and It's a great story, period, but it, it, around Christmas, adding the Christmas element, the little girl that sings at the end. And the, uh, yeah, it's. I stand it's-
1: corrected. I'm with you, Ricky. <laughs> love actually trumps. <laughs>
0: trump's a time. lot of Christmas story. Y'all, a lot- I'm about to blow your minds. I've never seen Christmas story, the Christmas story. I and I hate, I hate Home either. Alone. I watched it once and I was like, this, this is the what? stupidest movie in the world. So basically, you guys, and this is
2: that's a log up,
0: <laughs> you guys are peeps, and I'm over
2: here. Right? I, You're I have I not seen a Christmas story either. I know about the tongue thing, and I, there was like a few years ago. Did you guys see the, the version that the they had like the musical version or the, the live action version? Yeah, yeah, but I I haven't seen. It you either.
1: disrespected it by saying I the know tongue. about the tongue thing <laughs> because you haven't. Seen, I am so. We have to have like a. Erin has her projector, right? Okay, so we need to force you to watch Home Alone again and point out okay. why it's a classic. No, and then Ricky
2: uh, Fragile, like the <laughs> whole. <laughs> no. Okay, Erin, so have you seen see- Love Actually?
0: Yes, I have seen that. Okay. And, um, golly, what is her name at the end where she's in her room sobbing? That part just gets me every single time. Um,
2: she was in oh, Sense and Emma. Emma Thompson.
0: Emma yeah. Thompson. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that moment Joe right Mitchell. there. Oh. One of the greatest, I think, one of the greatest performances yeah. ever. Yeah. All right. My favorite movie. So there's we've got, one's a tradition, and it's a favorite because it's a tradition. And that is... <laughs> <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I like we that do that too, Christmas yes. Eve. That's Christmas Eve. And you guys, this is an oddball. This is an oddball. It is called It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Hmm. It's an old movie, 1940 something movie. And just the brief synopsis, this guy, he's a, he's a homeless person. And when the, this rich guy leaves his house in New York and goes to Virginia for the winter, he moves in and he swaps houses back and forth. So he always has a place and he runs into some other people who need a house. And so they all stay in this guy's house. There's. It's not Christmas, Christmas, but it takes place at Christmas, and it's just a fun little movie. You can usually watch it on Turner Classic Movies, or I think it's on uh, Tubi or one of the other apps that you can watch. But it happened on Fifth Avenue. It's Is cute. it a black and white? It's a black and white. Ooh. Yeah, it's a full classic. That's oh, a full right. classic. Okay, that's five minutes of us talking about a Christmas movie. <laughs> movie so. night errands to go <laughs> over all of these. Yes, I love it. Um. This is a great question because I think you both of you have these items. This is from Priscilla. If you could buy one, would it be an instant pot or an air fryer? If you have a decision to make. Instant pot or air fryer?
2: Which would you choose? Air fryer. I I that's from the perspective though. I don't have an instant pot. And I'm a little afraid of them. And I know people, I feel like we've had this conversation in meetings with people who are like, it exploded. And this, per- my friend lost her ear. Like, you know, like, people have those stories and I'm like, okay, um, no thanks. I don't want an explosive device in my kitchen. So,
1: <laughs> and I have both of them. And I, I would say I use my air fryer more frequently than I do my Instapot, but I do love my Instapot. Okay. Um, if I had to choose, that's hard because they have different right. functionalities. They're for like, different things. You only
0: got space on the counter for one. Which one are you more likely to use? Which one air you- fryer? Okay, because I think that it's a wonderful,
1: especially when I want something crispy, you know, like or to reheat things. That yeah. I, I think the air fryer kind of very slightly wins over the InstaPot. Okay, I but I love. You can make different stews and soups and things in the Instapot that it cuts down on the timing, but I'd have to go with the air fryer too. What about you, Erin?
0: Priscilla, I think I would pick, it's kind of an air fryer, but I have one of those because we have a small kitchen. Um what is it called? Um, toaster. It's toaster oven type of thing. You know, I am addicted. Uh, this is my thing. This is my thing. The toaster oven, it has an air fryer function mm-hmm. and I haven't used it as much as I should. But if I had to choose between Instapot and what I currently have, I would, I would save that toaster oven with the air fryer function, just for the same thing. I feel like you can reheat and do so much more yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Yeah. Um, Kelly, Cal- Kelly coming in with a great question. What was the best advice ever given by a WW leader or member? Hmm. I've got, I'll go with one. Well, I will say I've got two pieces. I think about, which we've, I've mentioned this before, Heather, who was my very first WW leader, she said, feet first and your head will follow. I love that because it's a reminder that just because you don't feel like doing something, if you keep only doing the things that you feel like doing, you'll never get anywhere. Sometimes you just have to take the step forward. And when your feet go first, your head will eventually catch up with the direction that your feet are going. And I think that's great advice to, that, you know, applies to anything mm-hmm. in life. And then the second piece of advice, which is a very personal piece of advice, but I, I still want to share because I, I think it's amazing, no, uh, Noel, who was our uh, second to last leader. She told me one time in a meeting, and this is when I was in a gaining phase. And I'm, you know, most of the time, I like I speak up and have a lot of advice and things. And she told me after the meeting, she said, "Hey, I always love the things that you have to offer, but you're not taking your own advice right now. And I think it might be good for you to not speak for a while and to listen." Hmm. And I was like, Oh, and I love, I loved her. And we had that relationship that she could say that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that meant so much to me that she said that, and I've never forgotten that. And so there are times where I'm in meetings and like, I won't speak up. Cause I'm like, I just need to listen right now. Mm-hmm. That was check Mark to the best pieces of advice for me. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would say, I don't know which leader to attribute it to because <laughs> I've been to like 15,000 leaders and I really, I was sitting here the whole time you we were talking trying to figure out, I was like, who is this leader, this coach that I'm going to attribute this to? So let's just say it was LaVonda. LaVonda, if you're listening, if you didn't say it, I'm so very sorry, but I say it a lot on here. It's do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been something that I hold on to as a personal mantra whenever I'm, disappointed or feeling like I'm off track. It's like the best way to get yourself in a forward motion and in a trajectory that you like is just to stop and do the next right thing. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: also um, we'll say Kelly has a leader. I don't even know if I know a Kelly, but we're going to say that Kelly told me uh, that this is for life and to treat the program and to treat the choices that you make as if this is, there's no end, there's no end to this. And we've talked about how that can be triggering for some, but for me, that was actually like, ah, I'm not trying to get to an end point. This is actually what I am trying to do until I die. And I so therefore I can make it a lifestyle and I can figure out how to make that work. So that was, those are two of the pieces of best advice that I got.
2: That's great advice. Yeah. Ricky? Um, so one of them was more of a, like, kind of a catchphrase rather than advice. But Fran used to say, one of our wonderful meeting members, used to say, like, I'm a crockpot. Like, some people are microwaves. When they lose weight, they come in and they're out the door. Like, you're like, didn't you just start here? And they're like, I'm at goal. And, you know, you celebrate with them. But you're also like, wow, that was, you. you did that. You did that. You did it in a short amount of time. Um, And so some people are those microwave weight lossers and some people are are crockpots. And and that's been my experience. It's been a long journey and it hasn't been easy, but I keep that in mind. And just on that note, um, another thing that I hold on to was more um, a quote that used to be or a a statistic that Weight Watchers used to use that I haven't heard in a long time, but it was 85 percent of people I think it was 85 percent. correct me if I'm wrong who make it past the first 16 weeks of WW um, get to their goal and I've held on to that with, with like the, you know that thread <laughs> for years because you know I refuse to be part of that minority that that gives up um, so that's what I've held on to all this time of like you know I don't know when (laughs) I'm going to get to gold, but um, I'm going to be that 85%. I love that. Yeah, I love that too,
0: Miss Fran. And that made me think of something else. Miss Fran used to say when you do the program, when you kind of do the program, it kind of works. When you really do the program, it Mm -hmm. really works. I just always remember her saying that. I love Miss Fran. Fran Franisms. Lover. Uh, Charlotte, what's the worst
2: healthy thing you have ever eaten? <laughs> I so I feel like I should. Like, wish I wish I'd written down so many things. There's so many things that I've tried that I hated because I'm picky. So, coming from me, this may not mean a lot because I again, I'm picky. I have tried and tried with the Palmini noodles. I've, I've even posted about them and I've, I've tried and it, it's, it's, there's an aftertaste to them that I like, I can't get over. I feel like there's probably things that are much worse than those, especially because you can put your sauces and things on it, but they mm-hmm. still kind of have an, an aftertaste to me. Um but I know some people like them. I feel like, Candace, I know you you, you eat with the, or the hearts of palm kind of things. Um, I just, not for me.
0: <laughs> I can understand it. Erin, what about you? I'm still thinking. I, yeah, I'm still kind of thinking here, but I'm glad you said that, Ricky, because that just kind of took me down another path. Um, I don't know that it's the worst healthy thing, but I can tell you it's something that I just, I've tried it a number of times. I've I've tried to give it and honest to go. And I just can't do snow peas, <laughs> so okay. but I'm like, I just don't like snow peas. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times I get them at the store, I'm like, I'm going to love them this time. Cause I saw a recipe where they just look so beautiful and so vibrant. Right. And so mm-hmm. green. And then I eat and I'm like, no, yeah. no. So <laughs> honest, for me, the worst healthy thing, that I've eaten in a while has been snow peas and I've just decided that I'm no longer going to spend money on them. And I'm going to leave them on the shelf for somebody who truly <laughs> loves and adores and appreciates them.
1: Yes. Cause they can't take the disrespect. Poor things. No. Yeah. no and
0: I don't want to disrespect them. <laughs> yeah. No. Did you think of anything? I,
1: you know, it's two, but I wouldn't, I can't take it to the level of like hate. I just mm-hmm. really strongly dislike. Um, I do not like the texture of cottage cheese. Like, and I don't know if that's like a healthy food but something about them being curdled Hey okay, it's zero
0: like, I think uh fat free cottage cheese is zero That sounds even health.
1: worse. <laughs> okay it's like that it's just something about that screams like diet
2: yeah. and
0: ill I would, like yeah. cottage cheese is having a resurgence right now in the TikTok world because t- people mm-hmm. are taking it and doing like the old WW trick, which they don't know it's an old WW trick, but blending it up, which makes it real smooth. And if you mix a packet of ranch dressing into a container of it, it makes a really great, high, like high protein dip. So kind of
1: open in my mind and, and and receive that and hear it and, and you know because I'm in this year I've learned to be open to things but I gotta tell you that doesn't sound like a TikTok trend I want to try the butterboard <laughs> I was all for it but like blended cottage cheese with ranch dip doesn't excite me and another thing that I don't have a reason but I just think they taste like air are. I don't. I've never liked rice cakes, <laughs> rice cakes or <laughs> yeah. another, because unless they're chocolate flavored with the Reese's whipped peanut butter <laughs> that they mm-hmm. had on top. But of course, I had to find a way to make it ten points.
2: When right, they're it's just like, a vehicle yeah. at that point. For, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> I've just never been. It's like it's when I when I take a bite of it, it's like up. Oh, it's there.
0: Yeah, I love, I love rice cakes because that they are they're a vehicle to something else delicious. But I love to take avocado, mash it up, and everything but the bagel seasoning on top of a rice cake.
1: And but but no, but, but if you couldn't put anything on top of it, it was just a rice cake.
0: Yeah, I'd still eat that.
2: And you'd what? be like,
1: oh gosh, this is great, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> I
0: think she's saying yes. <laughs> no, I just, I just uh, Lundberg Lundberg thins. They have a. Um, a quinoa, red quinoa and something other. Um, and it's a, they're squares. And I had a box sitting up here that I was just munching on because you know what it is? It's kind of like popcorn to me. Air pop mm-hmm. popcorn doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's it, popcorn is basically a vehicle for butter. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These, but you can still eat it. And some people enjoy it just you know, plain. I but, like popcorn. See, popcorn I I'm like cool with, but rice cakes just nah.
1: Yeah. Was, I, I think it's because I associate it with like mm-hmm. when you're on a diet, right? You mm-hmm. Eat this thing. Like cottage mm-hmm. cheese and rice cakes remind right. me of
2: iceberg lettuce. Mm-hmm.
0: To me, like iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna pivot this question. This is my own question. What are the foods that make you think diet? Mm. Rice cakes and cottage cheese. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, Greek yogurt, fat-free Greek, like zero fat Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. Celery for some reason. Celery, yeah. Celery, yes, Yes. (laughs) yes.
0: Um, iceberg lettuce for me, an iceberg lettuce that has carrots on it, like a salad with like there's something in my brain that goes diet, and I that's because what I used to eat many 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 moons ago when i started doing ww i swore i swore to myself i would whatever i do to lose weight i'm not eating a salad i need to be able to do this without eating a salad unless i absolutely choose to and i have stuck to that I've stuck to it unless it's a salad i absolutely enjoy let's take a quick break hey quick question for you are you someone who wants to be fit healthy and happy
1: And you know, this is weird, but do you all remember that zero point vegetable soup that WW would go on and on about? And they're Mm -hmm. like, if you're ever hungry, you can always have the zero point soup. I don't like vegetable soup because of that, because it just was another thing that was, I don't know. I just, I associated with, I'm a failure. I have no points left. Go eat this vegetable soup, (laughs) the zero point that nobody (laughs) wants. And they're like, you can put onions and you can put celery and you can put radishes and you can put whatever you want. And I said, that is not exciting. Don't try to, don't do that. Radish soup does not sound exciting. Not at all. <laughs> but people would try they would sell it. They were like, I just had a nice fresh cup of zero point soup and it was no. great. No. no,
0: not happening. <laughs> not happening. Um, okay. So Charlotte had a couple questions for it. This is her final question. This is a great question. First off, I want you, I just want everybody who's listening right now, I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And imagine yourself at your goal weight. Okay. What are you wearing? Mm.
1: (laughs) I feel like I want to say some type of Bathing suit that is more revealing than I normally would. Like I don't know. Like I've I've always been very, very self conscious in swimwear, and not. So I think something. I'm the one who puts on like all the cover ups, like in the world. Um. So maybe something that's a little more, not just revealing, but just something that is more stylish. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I can be frumpy when I don't feel confident.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, Ricky.
2: I have this image of a red dress with like, like straps and, you know, fitted like in the bodice area and heels. Mm. Like I've never, I know that's a foot thing. Like my feet are just not, they they don't like heels, (laughs) but I think it's easier to wear heels when you have less weight on your body. So just a, a, a fancy dolled up look. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh For me, I can't tell you when I picture me at goal weight that I'm wearing anything different than I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably that is because, and this was even when I weighed 50 pounds more, I worked really hard Um to, uh, there was a mental shift that had to happen in my brain that I was worthy of wearing the good stuff, no matter my weight. And I love like, the body positivity stuff where we are now and you know clothing type of stuff now um but back then we didn't have that as much Mm -hmm. I mean when I'm talking you know a decade decade or more so ago it's amazing how much time has changed so honestly for me when I picture myself at goal weight I just picture me fit fitting into those favorite clothes probably a little bit better than Mm -hmm. I am now but nothing more special nothing more different it's honestly it's probably how I feel at goal weight Mm -hmm. is more of the difference than what I'm, than what I'm wearing. And I think for me, feeling at goal weight is feeling accomplished. And I already feel accomplished now, but probably a touch more because I know check mark, I'm goal weight, but that doesn't mean you stay at goal weight, right? That's work to do. Probably like maybe, hopefully I'm, I'm out doing more hikes and, you know, maybe having a little bit more fun than I am now, but Mm -hmm. trying to build, trying to build a life that, doesn't feel too different from when I achieve it, if that makes sense.
1: And I think that's important is to, like you said, to strive to do those things now where you are right now. And that's a challenge for myself to say, you don't have to cover up because that's what I brought up. It's not that I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have something that's cute. I hide the things that I feel accentuate the parts of my body that I don't want accentuated Mm -hmm. because I'm uncomfortable about them. So Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you know the feeling too when you go into your closet and you're like, I don't have to scrounge around for something to wear because I know everything that mm-hmm. I put on is gonna fit. Like that's wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. a great Good feeling. feeling. Mm-hmm. Really I don't have that feeling right now. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, I gotta go rework a couple of things, but that's okay. I'm reworking <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> don't worry, you have a few weeks till it's the new year where we can mm-hmm. all make the promises and it'll fit in a month. Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, Helen, how long have each of you been doing WW? Oh, Helen. Oh, Helen. Helen. Do
1: you really want me to calculate?
0: (laughs) Let me just, let me just say something for me, Helen, 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 Helen. Um, how long I have been doing it and paying for it versus actually how long I've actually been doing it. So I have been a paying member of WW since August 27th of 2009. That's the day I walked in the door. Now, how long have I been doing it? I will say that I have had moments where I've been on and off. So I've never quit doing WW. I've continued to be a member, but I have gone through definitely long stretches of time where I've showed up and not done anything. So... That I don't know that that necessarily answers the question, but it answers the question that I've been a paying member since 2009 and an off and on member since that time. Because I know that any time that I quit on WW 100%, I will return to my old ways, basically. Like it's always, at least knowing that I have the app on my phone, at least knowing that I've got the accountability that I should be showing it for a meeting, that kind of thing. That's always at least kept me in the zone. I've had a couple periods where I've definitely gained, you know, back and forth on it, but it's always been at least this anchor that I can hold on to, uh, to keep me from, you know,
2: completely reversing the whole direction. So who else? um i can go um so i the first time i officially joined weight watchers i was 16 that's i hate to admit it 20 years ago this year um and i was significantly lower than i was am now but i was um in high school i was more active and it was truly a like wow portions wow like everything was surprised to me and i lost the weight pretty quickly Uh, Then I went to college (laughs) and didn't do Weight Watchers and everything, like just the freedom um, of like being able to choose my meals or eat late at night or, you know, just be away from home really. um, And and then the emotional things that happened, I lost a family member that first month of college and I was away from home, like all of that emotional stuff that happened at the same time as me gaining that food freedom, if you will. Um, I, I gained a freshman 50. I think it was something pretty, pretty massive. Um, and I've, it's been a struggle since then, but I was often on a Weight Watchers. I think I did it once in college. Um, and then I rejoined when I came back, which was around 20, uh, 2009 around the same time Aaron's mentioning. And um, it's been, she said it, you said it so well, Aaron, it's been an on and off. Like I haven't quit. I've been paying since then, but um, I lost a significant amount and gained it back while paying. Um, and I'm in that moment of, re, you know, attempting to re-lose it for the last time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Mine>. <laughs> uh, well, I joined uh, for the very first time when I was a sophomore in college, uh, sophomore or junior. I don't really know what age, what age are you when you're a sophomore or junior in college? 20? 20, 20.
2: 20 like on that. 21 yeah
1: and i had a stint where i lost a you know pretty good amount like i think i lost like 30 40 pounds and then i got on a roller coaster where oh i did stop and start and stop and start and hide and run uh and join 15,000 different meetings to hide from per because i was a perfectionist and wanted a perfect journey that never existed and i finally stopped running and changing my username and committing <laughs> I would say this final time in 2000, what, maybe 19, 2018, something like that. Mm -hmm. that. So I've never been away from it. I just have been, there's been very, a lot of iterations of it for me. Mm -hmm. And the big joy for me is that I have had the same username since 2000. I think it was 18. I think you're right. That's like mind blown. That's great. The funny story is, I my husband thought I was catfishing him because I had so many Gmail accounts that were associated with me. Because you have to have, I felt like you had to have a different Gmail account to sign up for Weight Watchers under a different username. And then Noel, our old coach, blew my mind and said, "You know, you could just erase your weight history if you wanted to start new." because I was running out of usernames. This is great. So.
2: Candice, when we were trying to, you know, we have a little thing that whenever we go on to connect or somewhere we post, you know, each of our informations, so people want to see our page. I was like, is this one yours? And you're yeah. like, no. Is this yeah. one yours? It's like, I'm pretty sure that's you. Is that? That's yeah, that's it's you. It's the no. They mm-hmm. <laughs> so were yeah. like
1: it's a darn, yeah. it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame. And I was like, this is how I know I need therapy. That was when I reunited with my therapist. I said, I have a problem. I am addicted to restarting. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm proud to say that I would say this last time was in
0: 2018. Yay. What awesome. All right. We've got one more question that actually dovetails into this, and it's from Jeanette. What got you in the door with WW?
1: For mm. me I couldn't fit, I was not able to fit into clothes that mm. I really wanted to wear and I was only I was having to go to certain shops and certain stores to find things and I didn't like the options. So mm. I said I got to get this this off like I I don't have any pretty clothes to wear. So it was pure vanity for me initially.
2: Hey look that's a, whatever's a motivator is a motivator. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to wear all the pretty clothes. Yeah um the first time around I was 16 and I'd, I didn't have a choice my mom took me there drove me there it was no choice um the the time around this time around the, that started in 29 2009 not 2019 was um it was some of it was health um I had I think I had high cholesterol all the time and you know another thing they used to tell us when they had those statistics that they were constantly roll out was the five percent Thing. And it was like, if you lose 5% of your weight, you significantly, um, decrease a lot of uh, health risks and health factors. Um, so that was something that I experienced that time around. Um, and, and some vanity too. I had, you know, a high school, I think I had a high school reunion or something coming up and uh, different events I wanted to, to look, um, better for.
0: Yeah, for me, um, it was a bunch of things. One. So, I mean, I've always battled with my weight my whole life. And so I had, I've been on multiple diets and type of thing. And I had lost 70 pounds when I was in high school. I did it by myself. And then, um, some, some things just happened in my world and I ended up gaining that weight back and, and then some, and I didn't like how I was talking to myself in my head. It was not a good place to be, but I couldn't seem to like escape those thoughts, and so it was a combination of that. And then I had actually an event, so I was a, uh, doing photography, um, specifically, really a lot of concert photography. And um, I was shooting a show that night, and I was and I was doing the concert photography on behalf of my my work, which is a radio station. And I was shooting a show that night, and a listener came up and wanted to tell me something amazing that was happening in his life. That was a result of listening to my radio station. And so I had actually hit I had stepped out to kind of just catch a breather because I'm carrying around like, you know, 15, 20 pounds of camera equipment. I am walking up and down the aisles or on a slight incline. I was at the Lyric, the Lyric Opera House downtown shooting the show there. And um, he wanted to tell me this thing and he started talking to me and suddenly everything just kind of closed in. And I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out while this guy is talking to me. And I was like, Hey, you know what? Here's a, here's a bench. Why don't you come? Let's just sit down and you, you tell me about this. Tell me what you want to tell me. And we sit down and I don't remember a single word that he said to me. Mm-hmm. Not a, I don't even I don't remember how long we talked because I was so focused on trying not to die in that moment. And that for me was a massive wake up call that my weight is preventing me from hearing someone who wants to tell me something really important that's happening in their life. And I need I need to get that under control so that I can go shoot a show and then go listen to somebody tell me something good that's happening in their world and not think I'm you know, I'm running out of air and dying. So that was the thing that got me. And then also, plus, you know, I could sit and balance my laptop on my stomach. And I was like, that's got to go too. So, uh, so that's what got me in the door was, Mm -hmm. was purely because the way that God has wired me is to be able to listen to people. And I couldn't listen to him at all.
1: And those are still. It's just I love hearing kind of the things that that, that brought us there because it's a good reminder, you know, mm-hmm. even at this stage of the journey. Like, yeah, there was something that's mm-hmm. a, that's something I can understand, you know, yeah. not being able to breathe and being like, oh my gosh,
0: right? Yeah. Listen, um, all of us we're gonna wrap up now. It's kind of like I will say that's the end of our question, but all of us have something that brings us to to our knees, right, to the door, um, to get us going and you know, maybe if you're listening right now and you're maybe just wondering through, like we've talked before, keep your why close by, right? And we're getting ready to head into the new year. Don't wait. Don't, don't decide to like throw everything and wait for that fresh start on January 1. Wouldn't it be awesome just to make that commitment right now? Like, either recommit or continue what you're doing and start the New new year off strong, not wait until January one to start, but get your running start now and, and keep yourself going, keep yourself healthy, keeping yourself happy. You know, anything you guys want to add to that? Kenneth, I know you love your January ones, but this is the first time yeah. you've never t- said, oh, okay, well I'll wait until Jan one.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that this year has taught me that tomorrow isn't promised. And so just remember that you can feel good now. And I think that and having that gratitude for the moment and for the chance that you, you have the opportunity right now to feel good,
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
1: because with every choice that you make, that is a win for you, like towards your health or towards your goals, it'll make you go into the new year or even the next day, just a little stronger. And that's all we want is just you're not looking you don't have to have all these massive changes. We're just looking for little things, little pearls to kind of get you to the next step. I was watching that on Netflix. They were talking to Jonah Hill um who, mm-hmm. you know, he was he's an actor and he's lost a significant amount of weight, but he interviewed his psychiatrist mm-hmm. because he was talking and it's a wonderful, wonderful documentary. I have to remember the name. But anyway, the point is he said all you need, you know, your changes that you make are little pearls that are on a string. And no one is more significant than the other. They're just all there to help you get to the next step. And if you can view it that way, you can change your life. And it th- there's there's no requirement that it's two weeks from now. It's just one small change at a time.
0: So
2: it's beautiful. Yeah,
0: I love that. Okay, we're just gonna end on that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who would have ever
0: thought I'd end a podcast on Jonah Hill, but here yeah. we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You never know where life's going to take you. See, so, yes. you didn't you know, know I was going there. <laughs> well,
0: thanks for hanging out with us. And we're so glad to be on this journey with you. And we just wish you a great week. Thanks for all of the great questions. As all came from everybody in the Real WW Talk uh, Facebook community. You are certainly more than welcome to join. We invite you to join. Just make sure you answer all the little questions there. So we know that you're not a robot uh, mm-hmm. trying to get in. Because there are no robots allowed. Only humans allowed. Only humans <laughs> Please, you can follow us anywhere. Just search Real WW Talk to find us. I, Bye.
1: I